You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. This is it. We did it. 2020 is finally behind us, and now we are firmly planted in 2021. Fingers crossed that this will be a better year than last year. But one thing that was amazing in 2020 was the vast amount of amazing music which was released, and we were blessed with a bunch of bangers. I, of course, just like last year, had to team up with my brother, Ali Pinal, the bassist of Cryptopsy, Cattle Decapitation, Acurian, and Vengeful, to hash out our top 10 records from 2020. It was just as the top 10 Quebec breweries was a daunting task. So was this one. So there are a bunch of honorable mentions included in this episode as well. But before we get to me and Ollie's top 10 list, I would like to shine some light and pick the brain of the Vox and Hops metal architect, the great Jerry Monk himself. For the past month, Jerry has been curating the Brutal Awakenings playlist. He's been doing this for the past month, and it's going to be a monthly thing. So we just wrapped up the December Brutal Awakenings playlist. And now starting in January, he's going to be picking the top, the coolest, the most brutal and extreme new music, which drops every Friday. And he's going to put that into the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which I will share. So it was very, very important to me to find out what Jerry's top 10 albums were. So I sat down with him for a mini chat just to see what he thought was the best in 2020. Here is that chat right now. Hey, what's up? I'm here with Jerry Monk, the metal architect for Vox and Hops. And uh, I would like to hear from you what your top 10 albums of 2020 have been since uh, you're so important uh, to curating uh, my personal list. So I'm interested in seeing what the master (laughs) has for his own. Yeah, man, this year was, I think, better than last year. I, th- I think with the pandemic going on, more people putting stuff out, uh, maybe not even planning to put stuff out. I mean, I've, I saw some bands put out two or three albums. So, I mean, it's been loaded. But uh, without further ado, we'll go. We'll start with number 10. Uh, if number 10 for me was Ether Coven. Everything is temporary except for Suffering, a little sludge band out of Florida. Uh just lots of emotion, lots of atmosphere, absolutely crushing stuff. Awesome. That came out on January 17th via Church of Inverted Hope. Yes. And number nine, we have Earth Rot, Black Tides of Obscurity, a little black and death metal band from Australia. Uh, that was one that early, early on uh, grabbed my attention every time I went back to it was just crushing the riffs are heavy it's got that buzzsaw old school death metal sound that i absolutely love so definitely stuck there all year which is amazing a lot of the the stuff on your list is actually from early on in the year which i wanted to mention this one dropped march 6th via season of mist the first australian band yes yes there's first of many uh australia man australia with a death metal i mean mainly no for core but uh yeah man death metal and black metal down there is definitely 
growing. Number eight, the ladies from Denmark, convent, Puritan, masochism. Those riffs, just out of this world, man. Just heavy, pummeling, ass-kicking, whatever you want to call it. Just straight out of this world. And I'm super happy they're on your list because I totally forgot to give them a mention in my honorable mentions because I love this record as well. So when I saw it on your list, I was like, woo, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Came out early in the year, January 24th, Napalm Records. Yeah. It was one of those ones that stuck with me all year. Every time I went back to it, I think, I think the I finished as my top track on Spotify for the year, which wow. is kind of weird. But yeah, that one was up there at the top, I believe. And then number seven, got us another Aussie band. This one really threw a kink into my my top ten because it came out super <laughs> late in the year. Uh, it was Growth, The Smothering Arms of Mercy. It's like this weird hybrid prog death metal band with a little bit of ulcerate thrown in. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. crushing stuff. That's one that I listened to, man, probably four or five times the first couple of days it came out. It's about an hour long, too, so it'll take up some time. <laughs> but, yeah, it was an automatic buy as well on Bandcamp once it finally dropped. It wasn't uh, available for uh, purchase the first day, but, yeah, grabbed it when it finally dropped. Very cool. And that came out de- December 4th via Wild Thing Records. And, uh, yeah, a, a great record. I agree. You had sent it my way immediately, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's just absolutely crushing. Uh, I can't get enough of it. I actually listened to some of it today. <laughs> trying, to, trying to remember which was my favorite song off there. But yeah, yeah, I listened to a bit of it today. Then at number six, we have another Australian band. This is a super group featuring Dave from Psychroptic. Uh, is Werewolves, The Dead Are Screaming. That was one a friend of mine sent. He sent me the single, and he was like, I bought the vinyl just off this one, one single. So I definitely checked it out. Order to physical as well. They have another album coming out in early January again, and I believe they have a third written as well. That's amazing. I mean, these guys are just crushing it. I mean, I mean, must not, they must not have much to do because man, three records in a, a year span, absolutely mind blowing. But I believe, based off the two singles they've already dropped for this new one, it probably be in my top ten next year as well wow very very cool and dave is a hard-working dude and when he's not touring with psychroptic he's you know organizing tours and bringing people down to australia he's brought cryptopsy down dave is an excellent human excellent drummer and his brother handled the production on a lot of this record so that came out april 24th via prosthetic records yeah and the next one will be on prosthetic as well uh number five with a number late one as well. And a lot of, a lot of people that are in the black metal scene are giving this some big hype, some big praise. That's Ackley's Melano. Hell yeah. Little band from uh, Colorado. It's just, man, it's straight nightmare fuel. I got my physical in today. It came from France for some reason. But yeah, super excited to get that, uh, listen to that in the car versus on the phone. But yeah, it is... An absolutely haunting record. If you like things that will mess with your mind, definitely check these guys out. He's in another, a uh, couple other bands, a couple other black metal bands as well. I believe Nightbringer is one of them. But yeah, definitely check these guys out if you like the trippy stuff. I do, and this was absolutely 
a great great record great record weird ass guitar riffage but but excellently mesmerizing at the same time definitely like this record and if you like ambient stuff the earlier stuff is a little bit more ambient a little bit more keyboard stuff versus riffing and drumming and whatnot but yeah all their stuff is flawless uh can't recommend them enough so that goes to number four another black metal band from portugal guerrilla with limbo hell yeah that one was just uh up there early on uh i'd heard uh their last album, Unsettling Whispers, I believe earlier this year, and was instantly hooked on that one. Saw they were putting out another one. Start checking out the singles. It's a little bit longer. Some of the songs are 13, 14, 15 minutes long, so it will be a chore if you're not used to that kind of stuff. But definitely check them out if you haven't. Those guys definitely be blowing up. They're on Seasons of Mist. That's Definitely great. check them out. That came out in the summer. Late July. Yeah, correct. Number three. Number three is a band from Finland, Proscription, Conduit. It's a black and death metal. You think black and death metal from, you know, Sweden, Finland. You're thinking, and uh, like Poland, Northern Europe. You're thinking Behemoth. These guys blow Behemoth out of the water. Their <laughs> vocalist name is Christ Butcher. It's just riffs for days, crushing. More black metal than death, but definitely definitely highly recommended uh, instant buy on Bandcamp friday when it came out can't say enough good things about this album excellent that came out september 24th via dark descent records yes two left who, who are your top two the metal architect jerry monk himself is going to let us know these two can go back or forth but definitely number two is pisage diver emwald the two-hour masterpiece by winthar from dark space this guy has been doing this since the late 90s, I believe, doing demos, and ambient stuff, and then finally put out a full length this year, and it is absolutely mesmerizing. You feel like you're trapped in a snowstorm the whole time. Just riffs <laughs> and blast beats, screams and screeches, soundscapes. It is absolutely crushing. Awesome. It's another early release. I love that so many early releases just stuck around the whole year on your, your list. This came out January 25th via Kunstall Productions. And number one are the guys from New Zealand. Ulcerate, Stare into Death and Be Still. Another early one. A buddy of mine got me on these guys last year, and it seems like their early stuff wasn't as great, but just grew and grew and grew into this monster and the drum work is out of this world. Everything's in order. Nothing's out of place. It's just, it's a perfect album, in my opinion. 10 out of 10. Can't say enough about it. You know, if I was ever to do a top 10 of the decade, that one would probably be in there somewhere because I cannot get enough of it. Amazing. The Metal Architect has spoken, people. Check this out. Uh, get ready for more Metal Architect Brutal Awakenings playlists, which are coming up in the month of January. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jerry. Taking some time to share your top 10 with all the Vox and Hops heads out there. Cheers, guys. Boom. Man, Jerry Monk knows what's going on. If there's any people in the record industry that are listening to this right now and are in need of a new A&R, Jerry Monk is your man. Trust me, he has his finger firmly planted on Extreme Metal's pulse. Now, it's time for me and Olivier Pinals 
top 10 cumulative albums of 2020, plus a bunch of honorable mentions. Get ready, people. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 217. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today, I am back with my bassist, Olivier Pinard of Cattle Decapitation, Cryptopsy, Acurian, Vengeful, and we are here to do, yet again, our top 10 metal releases. And this year, of course, it's the wonderful year of 2020. It was a super, super shitty year, but we were blessed with very, very, very many excellent excellent metal releases and it was extremely difficult to get this down to 10 but we did it was very 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 hard but we got there and uh we obviously have a bunch of honorable mentions that we're going to go through afterwards because it was just too hard it was it was crazy crazy uh let's start with just a simple little uh how are you doing how are you coping uh, how are you feeling i'm good i guess <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm home since march it's crazy i feel like it's all the whole year was like a dream but no it's it's all real it's so bizarre so like i feel like the chalet we went in march i feel like it was two years ago yeah i know i know and and exactly that i was i was about to mention that we were in a cottage in the woods when covid really really was taken seriously and the lockdown started and we were writing material for what is going to become the next cryptopsy record and uh, we were just watching everything collapse and we were so stressed out so we were drinking craft beers and just (laughs) writing madness music and the world was falling apart we were like (laughs) alone in the woods like what's going on just just heading into the waking up every morning a little bit you know hungover heading into town that that 30 40 minute drive to restock <laughs> we saw the the, the lineup outside and wash your hands i was like what happened last night what? and all the toilet paper all the toilet gone. paper all the ramen all the dry stuff <laughs> oh, it's... yeah and, 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 and also a funny fact that uh, when me and Chris we did another session like another writing session in September and the first day it was the second they announced the second lockdown so we're like we, sh- we, we, need, we have to stop writing something <laughs> twice two times <laughs> Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. But today we're doing a top 10 list. What beer are you drinking on your side there, Ollie? Tonight's the night. I'm Hell yes. going with the Cryptopsy beer from a Kanawaki Brewing. It's so good. It's, Hell yes. It's so easy to pound this. <laughs> I mean, I had uh, 18 of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so easy. It's so yeah, I love it. Tastes great. It's refreshing, and it's also like a—it's a light beer, so it's all right. It's okay. I can drink a lot. It's of safe. That. It's safe for tonight. <laughs> it is amazing, and a shout out to uh, Drew from Kanawagi Brewing Company for brewing such an amazing brew. It is a New World Pilsner called Crisp Topsy Pilsner Supremacy. It is a New World Pilsner which has been dry hopped with mosaic hops. 
which is super, super avant-garde. And I love that. I love that. And I love that he was just so willing to do it. On my side, I'm uh, drinking a young brewery, but as a brewery that uh, made it into my top 10 breweries of Quebec from this year, this is Cinquième Baron. Very, very cool brewery. Um, they opened like right in the middle of the pandemic. And they've been killing it, killing it. Every style, no matter what they put out, it's just amazing. This Where is? is a Schwartz beer. It is in Gatineau. There's something going on in Gatineau. There's so many great breweries, obviously, uh, Buckhanna does out there. But uh, this one is one to watch, and it's super metal as fuck. I love it. Called Black, the Schwartz beer, so it's going to be nice and smoky. I'm going to crack this, pour this out. Uh, you start this off. Uh, we each picked five bands. It was very, very hard to make our cumulative top 10 list just as we did last year. So you go first. Any of your releases, uh, shout it out there. I'm going to crack this. Okay, so, okay, number five, I'll go with, I had a list right here. I have to give this to the band Blight and the album Temple of Wounds. Blight from, from Montreal. Fuck yeah. Featuring Gab from Iron Dissonance. X I in Dissonance. Dude, I was waiting for this album for so long. Man. But you know it. You know you know the album. Dom uh, Grimar, he worked on the album. Uh, yes. So we know for a year that it's coming. So I was very stoked. Remember, I think it was last year we uh, we heard like some... Uh, just some vocal session they did with the, the chant, the uh, Gregorian yeah. chant. And I was so like... Oh, it's gonna be great Gab is singing Gregorian <laughs> chants wow and the album is amazing That's I love amazing. it the vibe is cool it's black and roll ish um, I really enjoyed it especially I discovered this album this summer when I was at my uh, father's like chalet or I don't know how you say that and I was in the middle of the wood by myself with the headphone listening to Blight it was a perfect perfect first listen <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. And I love that record as well. It dropped on June 5th via Zvart Records, Temple of Wounds by Blight. Uh, I had luckily had a chat with Gab uh, on the podcast. We talked all about this record. Uh, you guys can go back and check that out if you're interested. And you're absolutely right that our boy, the man that replaces you when you can't come on tour, Dom, the yep. great Dom Grimard, was the producer of this. And I think it's the first record that, that he produced that is out there that is... I may be wrong, but I, I feel like it's the first one that got signed. And but I know for a fact he worked a lot on this album. I think he worked. On, he produced the vocal, like all the strings. So uh, no, I think yeah, he he's a big part of the process for sure. Great album, great, sounds great. I love the visual. Like everything Gab does is crazy. The vi visual lyrics. Top notch. And it's cool the the the, the approach to to clean vocals addition, but it's it's completely. It's not clean. It's it's haunting. It's uh, yeah, definitely haunting. So I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, for my. For myself, I got uh, it's it's a strange year. I, I'm looking at my list right now, and I'm seeing a big mix of stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that leads to like trance moments where where the, the tracks are long, the riffs are repetitive. It takes you on a journey. It's something that I've really been getting into over the years. So uh, I'll just pick one, just like that. I got molasses. I I love this record. It's called Through the Hollow. It was released on October 16th via Season of Mist. Uh, I luckily had a chat with Farida, their vocalist. 
excellent record. Super, super, um, just atmospheric, um, repetitive riffs, uh, takes you completely on a, on a mind trip. It's all about how she's grieving her, her brother who she was in a band with. The Devil's Blood was, it was, a, is a sick, sick band. Uh, okay, Kiki. Yeah, Selene, you did commit suicide, uh, few years back after in 2013 I yeah, say. Uh, yeah they played Montreal the year prior to that I saw them man, with and I never heard of them before I went uh, came to the show and I, I saw this rock and roll band playing and this guy was like all covered in blood I was like, yeah, absolutely fuck. he was the only one on stage <laughs> the other guys in the band they were clean he was like, like a kind of West Borland kind of thing you know the only one mm. Dress up, but then he played with Watain the same night. So I was like, oh, "Okay, he's one of them." No, but it was something. It was something that he would do. They were very into uh, Satanism. I, I know. I, I saw a doc. There's a, a mini doc documentary about him on YouTube. Check it out, tell you. Okay, cool. cool. So, so Molasses is, is basically like a group that just happened because they got invited to play a show at Roadburn. There's like a big connection between Roadburn and their band there from the Netherlands. And and they were invited to play a show. They, they wrote some material for it. A lot of it was very haunting, talking about uh, how she's, you know, this is how she's cathartically dealt with her brothers taking his life. And... Uh, they loved it so much, the experience, that they decided to pursue it and make a full, become a band, a real band, and they just released this record, and I love it. So, on your side. Intranet. Fluid Existential Inversions. Yeah, what, what's that song? Pangloss? Pangloss, yes. <laughs> the heavy track at the end. That's my track, too. Yeah, I love yeah, it. I think it was the second single they put out, I was hooked. But, uh, you know... um, I'm already like I was already uh, internet fans, so when I heard the first two single, the the first one came in like December last of last year, and already I was like, wow, he used distortion on a fretless bass, that's awesome. <laughs> I was already freaking out. <laughs> then they released Bangladesh. So like, I think you mentioned something like you saw them with. Cult of Luna, am I right? I saw them with Cult of Luna and Emma Ruth Rundle, and he was not there. The bassist, his name is. Remind me of his name. Joe. Joe Lester. Joe. Yeah, he he broke his ankle. I think it was like the second day of the tour or something. It was something ridiculous like that. It was like super early, and uh, he, he they had to play without him. They had some tracks playing, of course, but he's such a big part of the band. Such a great great musician. And the time before that, I think in, in Montreal, I can't remember what tour was. They play without a drummer. So it's really? been years since Centrella played with the full lineup in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, I remember because then left the band, like, they were about to go on tour and he left, or I don't know what happened, and they decided to carry on and they play the tour with the, the drum tracks. Wow. Wow. Intranet without drummer. That's crazy, huh? And and they had Alex Rudinger, I think, play drums on this he specific did, on album. the album. Just and killer. Uh, have you seen the drum playthrough? I have. This yet, drummer is so sick. Absolutely, He's one of my and I do. Favorite. I love this record. Just one of those. Again, it takes you on a trip. There, there's all these uh, different moods to it. <laughs> it's heavy as fuck, especially on that Pangloss track. If not, Pan-gloss. it's got the nice melodic areas. I feel like their vocals have gotten better. Better. Totally. Way better, and, honestly, because it was something that always sort of 
rubbed mm-hmm. me the wrong way on previous records, but this one uh, I was more digestible. For I myself. feel like the last two are very like they found their like uh, niche, like mm. intro. They have their sound now, and I love it. Like you said, the vocal is way better, way better now, and the the, the production, the, the songwriting is solid. I love it a lot. Plus, they got to play the Decibel Metal and Beer Fest, and our brother Ash Pearson went and flew and played drums for them at that show, which is just so cool. Yeah, I mean, oh, dude, yeah, I remember, I was with the Ash in Japan uh, last February. We, we toured Cato and Revo, and I was with Ash in the metro, in the subway, and he told me that I was listening to the album, and he just told me, oh, yeah. I played those songs like with them like, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, "You play with Intronauts? Holy shit, man! Good for you." He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's, he's a, a cool guy. guy. Yeah, shout out to Hash. Another two-time Vox and Hops alumni. I'm sure it'll be three for him too. He's in too many projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, up next on my side. Uh, Probably it was hard. It was really, really, really hard to, to get it down. Uh, I'm gonna go for something that's probably the most extreme that I have on mind. Something that's disturbing, but yet super trance. Again, something that uh, you you know I don't partake in hard drugs, but if I did, I would listen to this. Uh, it came out on April 17th. Oranzi Pazuzu oh. Mesterin. What what Ooh, a uh, sick album! Have you seen the live stream they put on? I did, and it was yeah, uh, super amazing. Just, just an experience, which is what a live stream has to be now. You can't just stand in a room and play. It oh, has no, no, to no, be no, something no. more. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Mike DeSalvo introduced me to this band with the album before that one with the, the blue artwork. I can't remember the title. So I was waiting for the new one, and it was you know that one of those nights, you know, with the. <laughs> A little bit of weed and then lay down with headphones. You listen to the whole thing and it's just magic. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, it was called, oh, sorry, the, the album is called Mesterin Kinsey. I was I said that wrong before. It came out via Nuclear Blast. So, so trance-inducing. <laughs> just these repetitive, very odd riffs that, that just trans take you somewhere else. All and the really vocals this and everything. Very the strange. Yeah, I strange. love it. That's something I, you know, this is like a band that I would like to. I like going. I we just spoke about Cult of Luna, Intronaut, Emma Ruth Rundle as a tour package. I would love to see extreme metal start doing stuff like that and creating eclectic packages. And I would love to put Cryptopsy out on the road with a Ranzi Pazuzu and just see the vibe. To take people out of their comfort zone. You know, and then there's that sound guy. We have a lot of time we go and tour with all these bands, and, you know, I love it. I love them all. I love you all if you are listening. Uh, But it tends to feel the same all the time. It's the same aggressive thing. And then you got the local sound guy that's blasting (laughs) cannibal corpse between between each band. So it's just never ending, just the same energy. And I would like to, you know, create more of an atmosphere, more of an eclectic experience. When uh, you go see dude, a show, I'm with I, you. Totally with you. Yeah, they're super extreme, but in a different way, and I think mm-hmm. that we would fit well together. It's a different and, uh, kind of extreme. Yeah. yeah. Excellent record. I, I strongly suggest people go check it out. Up next, what do you okay. got there? What was my next pick? Uh, okay, I'll go with this one. Like The same theme as you. Let's go with Ulcerate. 
Hell yeah. Yes, it's very... Dude, I don't know if you're also a fan, but this is, for me, one of my favorites from their catalog. It's so... Oh, man, it's beautiful and dark. Hmm. You know? It's not just... Uh, the, the 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 two albums before I feel like they were more it was dark really really dark like dissonant dark I feel on this one they brought back a little bit a little bit of light you know <laughs> and uh, no man the songwriting is just perfect the closer the closer man I can't remember what's the title again I have like it's dissolved orders one of the best death metal songs from 2020 this song oh, orders it's beautiful check it out super sick yeah. I will yeah, super I sick uh, I, I like the record it, it was extremely intense uh, it was hard for me to get through it with one listen I sort of had to break <laughs> yeah. it up because it was just you know like sort of like which is a band that I forgot to include on our honorable mention I'm going to write it down right here uh, like a Beneath the Massacre I totally forgot about Beneath <laughs> <laughs> you got to take it in little doses to to really appreciate it for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love it, but in little doses, and this Ulcerate record was the same thing. Uh, you are right. There's, there's a little bit of light that came back into it, which, which you know, it creates more of a balanced listening experience. It's not just all one, you know, feeling of... of it, it's, it's always it's nice to... It's all the mess. same colors. Great exactly. all the time. I feel yeah. like this one is more... They explore a little bit mm. more. Yeah, but dude, don't get me wrong. I love everything they put out. But at at some point in the past years, I was like, it's, it's always the same. It's ulcerate. You know exactly what it's gonna be. But on with this one, I feel they they brought they, they bring something new on the table, and I really really appreciate that. Especially awesome. in an era where there's a thousand of there's how many death metal bands there is out there like a thousands. It's really hard to. Like pop out and uh, uh, and shine, you know. I feel like this one, Ulcerate, is now an established band. It's one of the important death metal bands at the moment. And it's super cool, you know, because they're from New Zealand. So, so yeah. for them to to make their mark, being so far away, is 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 always impressive as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one of the best death metal show I've seen in my life was Ulcerate at Catacombs. Mm like eight really? years wow. ago and I was blown away by the energy it was a real death metal show <laughs> it was scary for real <laughs> you just look at the front man like, oh shit they don't fuck around <laughs> anyway, it was really really sick <laughs> I love it stare into death and be still by Ulcerate dropped on uh, April 24th yep. uh, via Debbie Murr Morty Productions I hope I'm saying that right um Love it, love it, love it. For myself, uh, we're going to go a bit more. My, my, my next three are all a little bit more mainstream bands, and I just I just love them. And, and there's one in particular that, that I do not listen to singles. I don't like listening to singles because it ruins my experience with the album afterwards. With this one, I bit. They were doing these cool premieres at like a specific time on youtube i think it was and uh, i didn't really like the first track that they dropped i was i wanted i was uh, i just kept commenting on everyone that was posting it where's the chug where's the <laughs> chug where's the tone 
And then when they dropped the second one, Genesis, uh, I was completely blown away. Yeah, Love yeah. it. Production's amazing. Dropped on September 25th. Of course, I'm talking about Deftones. Ohms. Ooh, uh, what was the up. first single? Homes? Oh, uh, the last track. Yeah, Ohms. Which is yeah. Ohms. You didn't like Ohms? No. Even now, oh, I find it, it's missing something it. for me. It's missing it's, the chug. Yeah, of course, but it's good. Driving music. <laughs> Even if I don't drive, but if I, I was, was driving, that, I would love to blast that song. No, I know. Uh, you know, I think for me, this album is a, like a grower. Like yeah. When, yeah. when it came out, I, I loved it. Like because I loved the first single when it came out. I was like so excited. But I don't know the the day of the release. I listened to the album like just once, and I was like, yeah, hey, that's cool. But then I started listening again, listening again, and I learned, actually, I learned three songs on the bass, just for fun, from that album. So I think, no, it's a really catchy song. I, I like it better than the one before, like, uh, Gore. I yes, like the new yes. one better. Yep. I have a strange relationship with Deftones. I really, really liked them when I was young. I was, uh, you know, around the fur... Adrenaline mm-hmm. addict, uh, white pony, pony. Yeah. loved it. I loved it until the point, uh, and uh, now I know the story of Back to School. That that oh, you know, yeah, I, had, yeah. I, I had the original where that track was not the opener, and they had to re they re released the album because the label forced them to write a more single song. Because it was the Limbiscuit era. So they exactly. had to. They wanted was, to rap they had to compete something. with new metal. Yeah, that, that sort of pushed me off. They use the, the 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 closer to do a different song. Exactly, it wasn't. It, it missed the mark with me, and then I just sort of went somewhere else. And then I discovered that I, you know, got back into it through, via Palms because. Chino went to go form a band with some dudes from ISIS, the band, and I love that band. And so then I was like, oh, okay, Chino, let's see what, and it was Gore, the record that dropped. Mm-hmm. And having, being in a band with Flo Munia, who loves Deftones so much, we do <laughs> listen to a lot of Deftones when we're on tour, uh, so I didn't really need to listen to it because he would listen to it for me. It's always playing I, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I remember on Summer Slaughter 2008, we hid adrenaline because we, we just couldn't listen to it anymore <laughs> and and so we i got back into it i had minimal expectations for the album i you know it's i'm often disappointed with same here new new metal bands past the 2010s you know and not many of them can still write a hit Speaking record of that dude it's not in my <laughs> list, but it's that it should be on my list. But it it wasn't on the original list I sent you. But Seven Dust. Oh yes, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Man, I loved it a lot. The the new one, Blood from a Stone. It's a how can I say that? It's a very dark year, you know. Uh, a lot of uh, how can I say a dark thought were in my mind mm-hmm. like uh, the whole time and. The day of the release, it was October twenty third, something like that. They they uh, put out a, they did a live stream, and I watched it, and changed everything. It was like, because I was already a seven dust fan, but that show brought like all the positive side of life. I was like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. So it, it's stupid, but I really love. Seven Dust. Now I'm a big fan. I have been for the past two months. 
digging in their discography. Now I know everything. <laughs> and that album changed a lot for me. Now I'm, since, like, like I said, like the past two months, I feel way better. <laughs> I, I feel like it's because of Seven Dust. It's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Uh, I'm a huge I've been a fan for a long time uh, I feel like uh, th this record the, the one you're just speaking blood from a stone was missing the chug which Deftones had <laughs> yes and no there is some chugs but the production man it's so yeah. massive yeah. it's yeah. top notch production I love it the vocals yeah. so are I was he's always yeah amazing. yeah I, I, I was I was wary about this new Deftones, but but I was instantly hooked. Every track, every track, there was something, and it was one of those things. And it came out on a very hard day. September 25th also had The Ocean record dropped on the same day. So it, my attention was divided, but the Deftones won for me that day. I listened to it, I think, three, four times in a row. Love, love, ohms. Uh, of course, everyone's probably heard it, but uh, listen to it again. You go next. The ocean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with the ocean, man. Because I was waiting for this album for bah, two years, not that bad. But still, I think they deliver. They had a concept. It, it's part two. It's the second part of their uh, fan, Fanny Ruzoic. That's part right. Part two, Mesoic, Sinozoic. <laughs> you got anyway. it. Drop the uh, Metal Blade Records on the 25th, just like Deftones. I love the... It's, it's different from the first part though it's more uh how can i describe it it's not ambient but there's a lot of it's i feel it's proggier proggy it's not heavy it's not no. heavy like the one before but see, i love their uh, i love their universe i love the ocean like universe they have their own thing and i i love pretty much everything they put out and there's the last one is no exception. I love it a lot. I've been I've been blasting the album earlier today while I, while I was cooking. So it is an album like that that, that you can do something and it mm -hmm. it's, it takes you very you know, enjoyable moods and carries you. Yeah, they they brought back uh, the vocalist of Catatonia to do a track, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, second time they had the, yeah they had Jonas on the first and then on the second part and the, the opening track of the second. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For myself, I absolutely loved uh, Fanner Rozoic. Part one much more than part two. I prefer I prefer part one as well, but I feel like part two should be here because I've been I, I think I listened to this album like fifty times this year. <laughs> it's obviously <laughs> it needs to be in my list. <laughs> it's an it. important release for me. I love it. Up next, uh, March 27th release, uh, Igor, Ooh. Spirituality and Distortion came out via Metal Blaze Records. Uh, I have been a fan of Igor since, I think, uh, you know, your vocalist Travis was posting a lot about them before the, the previous record came out. And uh, he was on that, and I just sort of got hooked. I really, really, really enjoy this one. I feel like it's matured a bit. It's sort of calmed down a bit. I like it. I it's, like it better than the first. Me too. A lot of people don't, and a lot of people want that craziness. The I feel like there's more songs and less Mister Bungle esque yeah. changes and weirdness just for the sake of being weird. I feel like it's much, much, much catchier. The riffs are are yeah. epic headbangers the, the song with like, george it's amazing I can't, I can't remember the name but that song it's amazing kills. <laughs> it's amazing and anything with with george is always always, always great oh one of the greats great. right there all right what are, you doing there? what are you cracking there what are you doing oh 
yes, Vox and Overhops, the It's a special, special equation occasion tonight, so... I appreciate that very much. I sadly have none left. <laughs> I sadly uh, dude, have I've been left. saving this one for weeks. Yes, and of course, I'm, I'm actually wearing the, the oh. collab shirt right now. And the <laughs> Overhop Canada nice. hat. I love that, brew. it's a double dry hop, New England IPA, Vic Secret, Enigma, and Citra Hops, uh, 7% ABV, absolutely delicious. I love, love, love it, and I'm very excited to see uh, it come back. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I'm, balls in your court, Overhop. Uh, I'll keep it. this can for sure. It's Oops. super dope, and it happens so organically. Uh, back to, to the Igor album. There's this one song in, in particular called the Polyphonic Rust, where it's 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 just so orchestrated, right? So it's like <laughs> the vocals are just incredible. La, la, uh, le, le how many vocalists there? Is there three vocalists? I believe there's there's the, the guy two. with the scream, the, and then there's Laure, the 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 clean operatic voice. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, just, Is it just Igor killer. with three R? Three R's, of course. You can't have an Igor with two R's, but <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's 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 every track's a little bit different. There's this the weird polka beats, which which brings me back to my love of Mr. Bongo, which I love so much. Musette Maxim, that's my track on this album. It, it sounds a bit like a French. Yes, 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 yes. The bass player on this. Is uh, yes. Erwin Casperson. He played with Deeds of Flesh. He played with Decrepit Bird, Spawn Obsession. He's a killer. Very and sick. also, the. Oh my god, I have a blank. The <laughs> guy from uh, Soulfly. He played uh, the bass on, the, on this album. Really? Yeah, man. It's Mike. A super group, but I don't even know it. Mike Leon, yeah. We did a Twitch together, a live Twitch this year, and he told me, "Yeah, I played bass on a couple of tracks on the new, on the new Igor." Really? How cool is that, man? <laughs> Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, up next. So this is my last one. Do it. I know what it is. All right. It's a, it might be a bit controversial, but let's go. I I'll agree go with, with it, though. Code Orange. Underneath. Hell yeah. Band of the Year, Code Orange. And not, not only Band of the Year, but... I think it's gonna be the next big thing, Code Orange. They have they had a huge, a massive year. Even though they didn't tour, they, it's huge, man. I feel like they are the leader of a new metal movement. 
Yeah, it's very interesting the, the the mixture of the metal and the electronic. I, I call but it's it very new, very tasty. New metal, it's a yeah. new new metal. So I'm not sure all people will like in what category people will put them, but because they had the 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 like the dead core, no, not dead core, like hardcore influence. They have obviously new metal influence, uh, grunge influence, and emo influence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they sound like they remind me of something. They have a couple of songs on the new album, and they remind me of, I don't know, Thrice or uh, <laughs> My Comical Romance, which I don't know why. I shouldn't love it, but the match is perfect. When it's heavy, it's fucking heavy. The though. heaviness with the catchy chorus and the, the riff are so bizarre. Like, I don't get it. I, I watch on YouTube, there's a, a playthrough. Or not a place like a, a lesson by the, uh, the guitar player. I can't remember her name. Dude, I don't get it. Like, she played with it. I don't understand what's going on. Like, wow. That's cool. creative and, uh, you know, they're signed to Roadrunner. You know, to have an album come out on Roadrunner. And have you heard the live acoustic album they put out this summer? That I have not heard, no. no. That's good, man. It's like almost like a home plug, MTV home cool. plug kind of thing. That if they play most of the new album acoustic, they did they, they cover Alice in Chains, Down in the Hole. It's really great, and I feel like, like I said, this the, they are the next big thing. Twenty twenty oh. was their year. Code Orange is uh, is the new leader of a certain movement. I don't know what it is, but I guess. We'll find out after this uh, all uh, pandemic. When shows uh, are gonna come back, I feel like people people's gonna they're gonna need shows. They're gonna need to oh, go out and just uh, let yeah. all the negative energy out. And, and I feel like bands like Code Orange is gonna be a massive leader in a way. Maybe very I'm cool, wrong. Very cool. Maybe, maybe I'm the wrong. vocals are the, the vocals have gotten better. Mm-hmm. in this band as well because that was always something that turned me off before I feel like the cleans were never very excellent <laughs> to put it bluntly yeah. <laughs> on this one on this one I feel like they hit their mark and, and I agree with you this whole resurgence of new metal is, is something that is going to be happening it's big it's already happening you got Tetrarch already Tetrarch yeah. dude I did, the, I did vocal waves. on their album I did, did uh, me Travis Josh Russ or TM and amazing because they recorded with Dave Otero too we had a day off in Denver and uh, we were supposed to go out for dinner with Dave Otero and <laughs> he was still working with Tetra Arc and he came he came to see us and he's like guy would you would you mind come in the studio to do some gang vocals like we don't know them like that's the deal you just need to shout this word like let's go <laughs> we, very cool we went and I don't know if they kept the gang vocal for the, the album but and you, you know what I never heard of them before and this year they were all over the place on my uh, Facebook feed I'm like okay crazy last I've never heard of them with one single they're killing it anyway they have, yeah I know what you're talking about they put out a single and it was huge like millions just killing streams. it it's still killing it. It's, I had Diamond on the podcast. You remember the corn with yeah. Linkin Park? Yeah. 
Yeah, I like I them. I'm, I'm stoked for the album. They signed to uh, Napalm Records, which is uh, very cool, and, and I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm going to wrap up with, it's probably my record of the year just because I listen to it so much. It is a very, very interesting record. It's interesting to have Deftones on this list alongside this because they have been coined as the new modern Deftones. That was what everyone was describing them as, as this, 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 you know, the, the promo for the record was, was going out earlier this year. This is a February 7th release and I've listened to it so many times basically because it came out that long ago. This is of course Loathe. I let it in and it took everything, came out via sharp tone just to kill a record it you know it somehow is three bands on one album you know because one song it could be super heavy having uh somewhat genty spastic guitar riffage going on with just shrieking uh but not annoying uh higher register vocals a bit hardcore-ish um and then the next track is basically could be a deftron song a smooth melodic soaring hooks without them being too cheesy just like sexy sexy songs sexy deftone songs which which is exactly what deftones has they have this weird sex yeah. appeal to them you know what i mean so, so have so you seen low- it it's it's corn for orny people <laughs> 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 so so I think this would have been their year. Uh, I think that they would have made a, a huge impact this year if they could have toured this record. If they could have I can imagine them opening for for Deftones or opening mm-hmm. for other new metal bands. They could also open, you know, if Dillinger was still around, oh, they yeah. could also stand next to them because they have those spastic heavy tracks. It's it's a great great record and it is a record that takes you on a trip because you don't know what you're going to get but somehow it all fits together which which is beautiful beautiful excellent excellent record so that that wraps up our top 10 now now let's dance through and quickly name name out uh let's do two at a time uh, you you name out two of your honorable mentions uh why you enjoyed it and then i'll do the same i'm gonna need to mention three at a time and you you understand why go for it it's uh, check it out it's all not all but three major bands from the Uh, unique leader beginning of 2000s era you know they came back this year to put out a new album and the three of them are amazing and i'm talking about audio mortem with the new album silesthesia disavowed they put out revocation of the fallen and the last but not least these of flesh man with nucleus it's my top three death metal pick this year will be this because i was waiting for august mortem since what 2006 it's been that hell long yeah, hell yeah. this about 2007 that cover art is beautiful so it's been years man since they put out new shit and these are flesh obviously is the conclusion of uh, the trilogy of the because it's all uh, a concept the last three albums is a concept And that's the conclusion, and I'm glad they did it because I don't know that people should know that Eric and Mark from uh, Unicleader and Diesel Flesh passed away. So the the band uh, carry on and they just finish is art. So I'm glad they did because it's a monstrous album. I love it so much. They have all the so many vocals. cool guests. 
Yeah. And why are you not on this, man? You should have know. been on this. I don't know the right people. <laughs> Dude, it's, it was so fun. The first listen, I was like, oh, shit, that's this guy. Oh, George. Oh, shit. John Gallagher. Frank Mullen. It was all over the place. All these guys were on the same album. It's the ultimate death metal tribute. So, yeah. Um, I love it a lot. Nucleus by Diesel Flesh. Awesome. Uh, I just cracked this. For those of you listening, I also did a Top 10 Quebec Microbrewery episode with Craig Thorne of the BAOS Podcast and Noah Forrest of Beerism.ca. It's our cumulative Top 10, and I completely, completely forgot to include Le Fermateur in my honorable mentions, and I fit, I finished recording, and I felt so bad that I didn't mention them. So so I, I just wanted to say that, that Le Fermateur absolutely a great quebec microbrewery that you guys should check out super metal as fuck and they make really 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 cool cool beers with always with an excellent excellent you know it's a scotch ale they call it bond scotch come on it's amazing i had the uh anonymous beer the other day me too yeah delicious i'm gonna do three as well um these are these are less than metal albums, but you know me, I listen to everything. So, uh, great Chi- Chinese post rock band Wang Wen dropped their album One Hundred Thousand Wise on October twenty sixth via Plagic Records. I didn't know this was coming out, and oh shit, I, I love Wang Wen, so I I stumbled upon it like the day that it dropped. Loved it, just just excellent, excellent, complicated post rock music. A very very great musicians in this band i love it if you like stuff like mogwai but that takes you a bit more on a voyage it's for you uh we mentioned uh, her previous band igor Prinik released a solo project called recent i hope i'm saying that right and i'm not going to get the album name any better narrated narrated <laughs> complicated stuff but the music is very interesting it's i'm a huge fan of jarenne who's a local quebec artist uh, she plays cello and she sings it's very uh, operatic uh, very theatrical very uh, soundtrack-esque and uh, this sort of leans towards a very heavy jarenne at moments i i really really enjoyed this this came out on october 23rd via blood music and uh, another great chill album that i listened to a thousand times going to sleep this year was steve von till of course of neurosis no wilderness deep enough came out via neurot recordings on august 7th what a great zen depressing yet there's this little little tinge of 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 hope i don't know i was about to say hope yeah beautiful beautiful record okay you go Uh, okay next um uh azarat as a rat uh, from Poland with drummer Inferno from BMS, they put out a new album this year, and uh, it was. I can't say I'm a big fan of the band because I don't know a lot of, not all of their material. But if you want some Polish death metal like Punishment, check it out. It's relentless. Like, if you like death metal, like AT Eternal and that kind of stuff, you will be pleased with Azarat. Azarat and also uh, Temple of Perdition. My buddy Jean-Marie from Benchful showed me that. Uh, it took me a, quite, a mo- uh, quite a moment to get into it because at first I was like, yeah, it's just some blast beat like any other death metal bands. But the more you listen to it, and I don't listen to a lot of death metals anymore. Uh, I very like, I choose the band, you know, 
I don't listen to death metal all day long, so now if I want my dose of blast beats as a rap <laughs> or a perdition temple with sacraments of dissension, very it's cool. uh, very punishing death metal. It's very hard to pick death metal in so, so many bands. Yeah, we got some brothers that dropped some records this year, and they're all killers. So, so I'm going to go through those right now. Of course, the the the. Chernobyl Machines, Cytotoxin Dropped, Nuclear Earth via Unique Leader Records on August 21st. And it's a great, great record. Relentless, just just punishing, yeah. but yet a little bit more mature. And and I feel like uh, the, the songwriting has taken a step in, in the right direction. I think it's probably from touring and knowing what works and, and being around other people just and, and honing in on their craft. Just excellent. Great record. Um, also, of course, how can we not talk about this? Our boys and Ingested, Where Only Gods May Tread, also unique <laughs> records. Exactly. August yes. 14th. Song of it the has year. One of the, it's the song of the year because we listened to it 10,000 times at the cottage because Chris, our guitarist, Chris Donaldson, produced the record and we always get the sneak peeks of whatever he's working on. So so that track with Kirk, just killer. Killer. And the video is really cool too. Yeah. Um, another, we have other friends that dropped some stuff. Uh, Aborted? Yes, that's true. Holy shit. They, yes. they, yeah. I, I just the EP. thought about it because I totally forgot. The EP was... February or something? Maybe March? Yeah, really, yeah. It was at yeah. the moment we were at the chalet. So, uh, Holy shit, yeah. So shout before out to the that, pandemic. That, that. Yeah, shout it was out too short. That. It was one of those too short, that's why. Yeah. Uh, Black Crown <laughs> Initiate dropped Violent Portraits of Doomed Escape via Century Media on August 7th. And uh, I was lucky enough, Andy Thomas had sent me this record right at the beginning of the pandemic, so I was listening to it a lot. Uh, it's their best record. It's, it's the most balanced one. Uh, before, they would just switch back and forth between the cleans and the, the heavy. Clean and I, the felt it, yeah. I felt it was a bit, you know, I, I was a fan, but I felt it was a bit too generic. This one, they've really found a way to meld it together perfectly. Loved, loved, loved that record. Dude, the last one I have on my list, check it out. Eminem. Really? Oh, shit. Fuck yeah, man. Eminem put out an album. Like, he never uh, promote the album or talk about it whatsoever. He dropped Just, it. He dropped it. And it was on my... I was on my way back from Nam in January... And he just dropped the album, so I was at the airport, like, yeah, check it out. And honestly, <laughs> I really enjoyed it, man. Like, it's... Sometimes it's cool to just listen to something different. I'm not a big hip-hop guy, but this was... This is a good album. I really enjoyed it. And the song Godzilla might be the craziest hip-hop song. Mainstream hip-hop song, because I don't know enough hip-hop <laughs> to say that. I don't want people to... <laughs> like criticize me you know shit about hip hop I know I don't know shit but Godzilla but like by Eminem is insane <laughs> and the uh, every actually the music the beats is really really good it's musical it, the songwriting is there it's just, it, it's not just like a guy who rap on the loop no no there's music yeah. there's it's almost I don't know if Eminem have a band or but you there's a lot of like work behind the music so i appreciate that a lot yeah i have two uh thrash albums that i want to shout out i'm not the biggest thrash Me too, fan. I have one actually um of course the masters dropped an album this year and that's testament of course 
uh, it Titans of Creation came out via Nuclear Blast on April 3rd. It's a great record. It's it's it's, you know, a, it's one of my favorite with that lineup. Because, uh, dude, I'm a bass player, okay? And Steve DiGiorgio, for me, it's... He's a master. I have to check it out. I, I, I think I listened to everything he did. And when he... The first time... Not, maybe not the first time, but the album The Gathering in 2000. I remember I was like, oh, shit, man, I need to buy this album. And I was like, ah, there's not enough bass. So when he came back in 2015, 16, they put out Brotherhood of the, Brotherhood of the Snake. And same thing. I was like, it's good there. I want more. I need more from that lineup. They had Gene Oakland and Steve DiGiorgio on their rhythm it's section. It's like a super like, group rhythm section. But with Titans of Creation, it's there. The songwriting, everything. Every member of the band shine on this record. On this record. Uh, the how the song man the song Dream Deceiver is so catchy man. It, it, I, I think that album was meant to be played in an uh, arena because oh, it, it probably would have happened had it not been for what I think year. that was that was supposed to be the plan. You know? well, well, hopefully that it carries over once shows come back. The the second one is the thrash album that I didn't know I needed in my life. Uh I would have never ever ever imagined and you you motherfucker. You 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 played with them. <laughs> and I was so damn jealous. I, I told you I I told you I said like I was like don't accept a beer for me cuz I might put poison in it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, of course, shit. I forgot about that. Mr. Bungle, yeah. The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny came out October 30th. Ipecac recordings. It, you know, and I'm a huge, huge Mr. Bungle fan. Mm-hmm. And this, I was super pissed <laughs> when I heard that they were releasing this and not just a new record. Yeah, me too. Because I wanted, I want, you know, everyone wants that California Part book. 2 or a new, exactly. or a new. And you disco Valente or they went back and did something completely different and I was had zero expectations of liking it. And I love it. I love it. It's it's the best thrash record of the year, I think. Uh, I didn't spend enough time to uh, I haven't listened to the album like twice. I listened to it like in the background while doing other things. It's like yeah, it's okay, but it's not Mr. Bungle. When I'm listening to Bungle, I want like the self-titled album, like Carousel, Squeeze Me, Mar- so Mar- Macaroni, stuff like that. <laughs> and dude, man, when the 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 day of the show, because uh, Cattle Decap, we opened the show in LA. So jealous. I was in the hotel room with Dave, and both of us woke up, took our phones, like in complete silence, and then. It's almost like we look at each other and sometimes say, have you read that? Dude, Bongo, they don't play any song. They play their <laughs> fucking demo with the exploited cover song. Are you kidding me? We were so pissed off. Like, this is bullshit. Fuck that. The show was totally fun, though. Like, I changed my mind the night of the show. Like, because I was side stage next to Scotty and man, I was like, oh, shit. I don't know if it, the the energy in the place was, dude. It was a magical night. It, Mr. Bungle in LA, like. And when I had a chat with with Trey, he he was saying that they were totally planning on doing other gigs around the globe. So so. Oh yeah, for sure, sucks. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they tried. Like they just those shows were just like, like a tryout. Yeah, test. Man, because it was a massive success, man. 
massive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we played the second night in LA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we played the second night in LA and um, the bass player from Suicide, the uh, Suicidal Tendencies was there and I was hanging with him and he told me, dude, last night the Metallica guys were here. Like, wow. What? <laughs> But dude, Jerry Cantrell was there when I played. He was side stage watching us. Dude, I feel like a total idiot. I did something I should have never done. I went to him like like a fanboy, like oh, because it's Jerry Kendrell. I couldn't help how myself. Did, how, how, how did he handle you? Well, was it was it Ollie or was it Elo? In between. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not, like I'm not shy anymore, so uh, I'm gonna go talk to you. But I wasn't like, uh, hey, what's up? You, you didn't jump on him. No, no. Oh, Elo would have no. jumped on him. Yeah, you. <laughs> That's what Call I like. rooster, <laughs> I have a few more. I, I don't want to forget anybody. I have two extreme ones. Uh, I'll save the the one that I prefer more for last. Uh, we got to give a mention to Black Dahlia Murder for Vernimus. Hell yes. This is my That's last a great group. tonight. The Voivod of The Lost Machine. It's a really cool brew. It's a, a lager, a pilsner that they... They brewed by, by, they heat up these rocks in a fire and then they add it to the mash and it gives this like caramel mineral feel to the brew. It's, it's really interesting. And of course, Voivod's always very interesting and out of the box. So they need a brew just like that. I really enjoyed that brew, that brew. Uh, so, so Vernimus, uh, Black Dahlia Murder, Metal Blade Records, April 17th, it dropped. Uh, killer record. I feel like they had big shoes to fill because the last record was just so damn good. It was basically their slaughter of the soul. Exactly. Uh, this one was close, but it didn't hit the mark as much for me personally. Same here. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, what, what was the, the one before? Night something? Night yeah. Terrors? Nightbringers? Night Nightbringers. I think that Nightbringers. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was their, uh, the new uh, Nocturnal. Yeah, Noct- exactly. Nocturnal is like the ultimate classic from that Black Dahlia. And I feel like Nightbringer was like the, the continuation. I, I'm sure that there's more and that I've forgotten some. Oh, I have two. I, oh, I have three. Okay, so we have... Uh, Oh, yes, uh, of course. Imperial Triumphant. Oh. Alphaville came out uh, via Century Media July 31st. This record was produced by Trey from Mr. Bungle. Uh, great record. Super avant-garde metal. I, I really, really think that uh, they're a band to watch in the future. I, I think that they're a band that, you know, Behemoth wouldn't have chosen them to open that live stream show if they didn't have something special going on. And I really think they do. It's disturbing. It's, it's very disturbing <laughs> music. And I like it. And... Uh, I like the, the visual aspect. I like how Me they've too, evolved yeah. it over the years. And it, they, they started simple and it just got more and more complex in a way that they can handle. And uh, they're a band to watch. And the Alphaville is a perfect display of that. I have, of course, an EP I like to give a shout out to. This is actually an independent band, which I think is very cool, called Bather. The, the EP is called Phantom Guilt. That yeah. dropped on November 27th. That's a, a, a newish sort of thing that I really liked. Uh, just heavy-ass, slow, sludgy riffs, and then the occasional blast beat riff. Excellent vocals. Uh, I have an episode coming up with them 
in the next few weeks so i'm excited to get a chat with their vocalist and see exactly where this album ep came from and why it wasn't a goddamn album um we have another new release that just came out called ak i'm i'm gonna massacre this name called akhilis a-k-h-l-y-s called melino yeah, is it the Melino? one you sent me the yeah 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 okay yeah. okay okay i haven't listened to it yet it's it's killer it came out via debbie moore morty productions on december 14th excellent guitar work just just phenomenal what about that korean oh shit we didn't even talk about it in korean <laughs> an excellent 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 release this year just just and I'm, 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 how but it's true but how many years in the making you know mike DeSalvo eight. on vocals at uh, least eight years and you know yourself. what's funny we took our time to produce this album and uh, we wanted like a strong release <laughs> everything was planned perfectly but the pandemic happened and then we signed to uh, uh, Redefining Darkness Records and we already had like a, a, a release date which was uh, April 9 April 19 so like wow we took our dude we took eight years to craft this album to release it at the beginning of a pandemic <laughs> <laughs> what a waste <laughs> at least well being, being a band that's not going to tour it's not the the no but the it, biggest issue but, but, but not only that but i feel like it especially especially in the beginning of pandemic so march april may june i would say the first four months people are just panicking Exactly, and people they didn't care about music that much. So I feel it's true. Like I think you're right. I think people appreciate feel, music more. I feel like I there's album that should have been huge, like Dahlia Murder should have been a massive release. Testament, Sepultura. That's true. Quadra. <laughs> no, no, but think about it. And then Enslave, Enslave postponed. Eight Breed postponed the release of their album. For later, the uh, I think in in the fall. Yeah, Hatebreed just dropped uh, late November, it's, and that's even though there is no tour, it was better to release music later in this year because I feel like people, I think now they pay attention maybe more than that last last spring. What the virus is and the fear is a little bit less, although people are still afraid and should be, I'm not afraid but careful. Exactly. And 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 but, people have turned to music as a cathartic experience to 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 cleanse but, those but negative could, thoughts. And also, it was too much at the time, like the pandemic, uh, everything that was going on in the U.S. with Trump and stuff. So it was a lot of finances, the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, totally. So, man, I understand why there's a lot of hub on that people never heard of. It's because. And it's too much. There's, there's no way you can listen to everything, and it's a shame because I feel like Black Dahlia, Testament. I feel like Testament. They were supposed, like I said, to start touring Arena or something like that. Crazy. It sucks. This year sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. But but we were lucky, and and look at as we were still talking. I still have bands to talk about. Just great stuff. And there is one human on the earth. 
that can listen to all the music and his name is Jerry Monk the metal architect for Vox and Hops he he creates a playlist for me every week uh, called the Brutal Awakenings playlist and he drops all of the new music that dropped that week that is worth being put into a playlist and you guys should check that out because the metal architect rocks I have I think one more that I want to talk about and it it, 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 I, it was so hard for me not no two more sorry I'm going to go with the extreme one and finish with the more anthemy one and I love this last one but I'm going to finish with my songs of the year but yeah go perfect. ahead perfect I got Anal Nathrak oh yeah who yeah, dropped yeah. Endarkenment just, just via Metal Blade October 2nd I think it's their best record the, the it, video it's... have you seen the video yeah yeah oh shit with just, the just and stuff so, so disturbing with... so great and uh, oh uh, uh, just just killer 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 album that i feel like they've really mastered you know mick mick works and produces a lot of more poppier stuff and i feel like some of that has bled into the songwriting of the extremity of anal nathrak it's it's just killer killer album the the vocals are insane as usual the cleans are even more epic i love it and another band that i would just love to tour with I think a Cryptopsy and Alnathrak tour would mm-hmm. crush, and I would love to do that. I don't think they tour, though. I, I, I think they do, like... Uh, festival experience. Festival, like... like Pig Destroyer-esque. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, they, they do play show, because I played with them in 2012. We played with them uh, recently. You weren't there with Dom, but when we did the... Netherlands Death Fest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we have to mention Beneath the Massacre. Extreme... Montreal extreme so fucking fast so fucking brutal the drummer they had was just a killer what's his name Anthony Barron I think he also played the drums on the Shadow Open Tent last year just 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 killer yeah killer drummer uh, I'm so happy they're back. I've been a fan for years. I toured uh, with Cryptopsy with them back they in 2009. <laughs> yeah, they're in shape. I love it. <laughs> and just brutal, brutal as fuck. And my last thing that I'm going to talk about, I've talked about a lot of things. I feel like I covered everything, is uh, a Canadian band that just killed it. Their album is amazing. It, it, it should have been in my top five because I listened to it that much. Unleashed the Archers, Abyss, mm. dropped via Napalm Records, August 21st. What an album. It's just so catchy. Britney kills it on this record. Just, just catchy. Yeah. I remember we played with them in Armstrong Festival. Yes, I remember 100%. And that's, they were super fun. This is just the perfect, perfect record for them. Uh, the the it's a continuation of the storyline from the previous record. Uh, she's very creative. The the vocals are just insane. She's she's probably one of the best front people, front woman, front man, whatever. In 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 the game today, she she is a is a murderer. Just just such such a good vocalist. I love I love this record. And if I if it was my top ten, I would have squeezed it in for sure. Oh, sick. I don't have any albums, but I have the song of the year. Memories! <laughs> not even. Dude, song <laughs> of the year was from... Uh, it's not on any album. It's from the Slay at Home, Metal Injections, Life Dreams. I know what you're going to say. Luke Lemay, David Davidson, Liam Wilson from Dillinger Escape Plan, and Elliot Hoffman. Produced by... Produced by... Memory. 
Chris Donaldson. <laughs> what a Hell song, yes. man. Dude, I told, I told uh, Luke, we need more of that. It was so I told, brilliant. I told Dave the same thing when I interviewed him. Brilliant. <laughs> like, wow. Like, uh, I'm speechless. I was speechless because Chris, he, Chris he did the mix and produce the whole thing. He sent me a sneak peek like, hey, what did you get? As he does. And I, to- I told him, dude, that's massive. Like, that's the best shit I've heard in years. Yeah, Dave and was uh, freaking out. Dave, Dave loves Luc Lemay. And I guess. And time just working with him, he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm, Luke, I'm doing this. And, 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 and Luc is such a focused person that, that when he's not touring or working on music, he doesn't even play guitar. No, 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 no. From what Dave told me, he sort of brought him out of riff retirement. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. amazing, of course. So that's what one of the songs of the year for me. After Ingested, Memories. Memories. And Body Count, Carnivore. Oh, shit. We didn't even talk about Body Count. What a, what and a number one, too. Six Feet Under, Zodiac. <laughs> Song of the fucking century. Dude. Come on, it's the best. <laughs> it? I know a lot of people, they love to hate. We're still talking about it six months later and... I want to see her. It's the best song, come on. Man. Oh, shit. Oh, I shit. had so I'm much just, fun listening to him. He needs some people in his circle that can tell him <laughs> no. That's all he needs. Whoever He has way too many yes men in his circle. That, that, that's, uh, that's he's surrounded by yes men. That's for and sure. For, for, for his own good, he needs to reevaluate that. That's <laughs> all I'll say on that. <laughs> Ollie, thank you so much. Uh, everyone listening, uh, please let us know if we missed any. I feel like we were rather thorough, but I'm sure we forgot some. Um, always a pleasure to hang out with you, Mr. Ali Pinal. Yes. I'm stoked to see you in real life and to finish this goddamn cryptopsy record can't so wait. we can start doing some stuff and uh, you know hopefully the pandemic will go away and we can all start banging our heads together again. Happy holiday, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year because this this is this is this is dropping on January 1st. <laughs> oh, okay. Cheers. Yes. Happy New Year's, man. Cheers. And everyone, cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. It is always such, such, such a blast to hang out with Ollie. It is just something that has really, really gotten to me due to the pandemic, just not being able to hang out with my brothers as much as I would love to. We do it like this via Zoom, but it's not the same. And, and you know what I mean. But this was a pleasure. We hung out for quite a bit after this. It was, it was really, really nice just to to get silly together just like we would if we were out on the road after a gig. It was fun, and uh, if you're listening to Ollie, I love you, and I really, really appreciate you doing this with me, and I hope that it becomes a tradition. We've done it two years in a row. I'd like to keep doing it. If you guys enjoyed this Vox & Hops episode, please subscribe to it on the podcast platform of your choice. But not only that, take the time to rate it and write a review, because if you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox & Hops podcast. Vox & Hops is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I will be back next week with two episodes, one dropping on Tuesday and then another on Friday. But until then, Remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan, 
Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.